0: Hi, this is Amina Switlow, and I'm back with Carly, and another recent RV has just joined us, so now we have two in the room, fresh off the boat, as I say. (laughs) Anyway, so we're we're in Cameroon, and you just mentioned um, that you had come back, and I was Mm -hmm. saying that you looked
1: so well and healthy, and what was your response to that? It oh, was
0: my brain just Just falling.
1: that, um, you know, in the part I was living in Cameroon, they, they had just an abundance of, uh, like, fruits and vegetables, and everything grew there all year round. So, you know, it's not it's not like a lot of parts of Africa that I know were, you know, have dry seasons that have a lot more challenge um, in, in terms of what they can get in. Taste. So I felt like I ate very well when I was in <laughs> in Cameroon, <laughs> which was maybe a bit unexpected. Okay, so what was your favorite dish in Cam in Cameroon? Oh, it was mostly just the fruits and vegetables, you know, like the, the avocados and the mangoes and the pineapples and bananas and everything. And I come back here and a banana just doesn't really taste like anything. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> an avocado doesn't, It's they're so small and they don't really taste like anything here. So I, I will miss that. And I ate a lot of that and, you know, beans and, mm-hmm. and lentils and corn and that kind of thing.
0: Are you a vegetarian? I
1: am a vegetarian, which is challenging, no. challenging in Africa. <laughs> it is very challenging because mm-hmm. everybody wants to keep meat
0: on your plate. Yes, yes. Yeah. Because that's, you know, the healthy way of eating.
1: Exactly, and it's, it's, you know, it's a method of showing how well off you are, say. So especially if, you, if you're a guest somewhere, to not serve a person meat would be, you know, somewhat offensive. So mm. it was always a bit challenging to try and, and convince people that I was trying not to offend them by, by not eating meat. So did you go on assignment on your own? You went um, as a single person? Yes, yes.
0: All right. And did you find that challenging?
1: Yes. Um, mostly in terms of um, attention. You know, as a, you know, at a certain age, you know, they ask you how old you are, 27. Oh, why aren't you married? Mm. You know, why don't you have children yet? And, and then will you marry me was <laughs> usually the next question. So that was always a bit challenging. And, you know, a lot of people told me, you know, just pretend you're married but i i find like a long term lie a bit hard to keep up and so i decided to just go with honesty but you know sometimes it's a bit hard to to you know <laughs> deflect attentions that weren't necessarily very you know, the "Will you marry me?" often came before asking what my name was. Or <laughs> that's right. That's true. Mm-hmm. And it's
0: not really. I don't think it's meant to be insulting. Actually, it's no. Just obviously, kind of it's not after insulting. a while, it's a
1: bit irritating. Yes, exactly.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, so you did this work,
1: and yes. um, what was your training before you left? Um, my training before I left, I I had done some. Um, my my degree was in international relations, okay? And I spent 2 years in Japan as an English teacher, okay? And then I completed or almost completed a um management certificate in public relations. But one of the benefits of going as a youth intern was that they didn't they weren't really looking for as much experience as, as most of the long-term volunteers. And then the six-month youth position gave me a lot of the skills that I used in the the further one-year position.
0: So you've come back now and you have this experience of Cameron in your pocket. Yes. What do you think you might do with that?
1: Uh, Well, What would you like to do with that? (laughs) What I would really like to do with that is I I would still like to keep working in the not-for-profit sector and keep working with Community NGOs, working at sort of a grassroots level, working with communities. I'd like to put it a little more into communications and public relations um, sort of way of working, but I, I definitely have discovered, like, you know, all over the world, it's, there's so much passion involved in the NGO work that you don't often find in you know, corporate or private sector, that I just, I definitely want to keep working on that. But I've I've promised my family two years in Canada for right now, so... Okay. (laughs) At least two years, so I have to stay home for a while. So potentially,
0: this wonderful person... Is out there looking for a job in the NGO sector? Definitely,
1: yes. And look out for her. She probably has a lot of skills. Did you learn some French whilst you were there? I well, I actually went speaking French. I my first placement was in the francophone part of the country. Wow! So I did do my whole first placement in French, and then the second half was in the smaller anglophone uh, anglophone area. But I do I do speak French, yes.
0: That's wonderful. We're getting your resume out there. <laughs> so we so. For you, on a personal level, Mm -hmm. forget about the professional side. You as a person, what happened to you on this uh, incredible adventure? I know you transferred skills. Our volunteers do a great job of doing Mm -hmm. that, but some I find a lot of them something changes in them. So,
1: yeah, well, I'm coming back. You know, I think with a lot, a lot more patience in some ways, a lot more ability to just let let things happen and let it go as it is instead of always trying to control how everything everything goes but you also come back to a place like canada with a certain amount of annoyance at how people people live here and how they don't appreciate what they have and you know you you see everyone you you listen to people complain about oh the buses are late by 5 minutes or you know they can't they can't <laughs> afford a a brand new iphone and my my I, you know that's that's always a bit of a challenge to to try and take that into perspective and you know without without trying to sound like you're preaching to to others and yeah. it's always just sort of accepting that life is here is different and it's not necessarily you know that people's worries aren't important but you know trying to keep it all in perspective that we are we were very lucky here and we 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 know that
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: that we we have everything that we need and we don't we're not struggling for their very basics and so i think that, uh, you come back with a lot more appreciation for what canadians have our freedoms that yeah. you know it's hard to complain about a government here when you know the governments in in other in other countries are you know stealing everything from the people so mm-hmm. i it's definitely come back with a strong appreciation for what we're lucky enough to have in canada
0: right yeah. so if i were to take this quote of gandhi's live simply so that others can simply live yeah. Kind of uh, a motto to run your life by, because when you, when you were in Cameroon, mm-hmm. and people asked you about Canada, which I'm sure they did all the time, yeah. I'm sure sometimes you think about it and you think, really, I want to tell you, pe- tell you that having all this stuff doesn't make your life better.
1: Yes, but on the other hand, it it becomes really hard to tell someone um, that having all this stuff doesn't make your life better when they don't. Have, it. have have it, and you know it's hard to. Everyone says to you, um, "Oh, I wanna, I wanna go to Canada because you know in Canada it's just life is so much better, everything is so easy, um, everything you know you can have you can have cars, you can have houses. It's like it's true, and you know part of you wants to deny it and say um, you know <laughs> it, everything costs a lot more in Canada. You know for for the income that you have here." You, you can't buy anything at all in Canada. But on the other hand, you realize that, yeah, with a job in Canada, you, you can have everything and you can do very well. And it's hard not to, to feel guilty about it when you're there, really. Yeah. To to When people ask you, you know, oh, but you're so rich in Canada. Well, comparatively, when I'm in Canada, I'm not actually that rich, you know, because I've been a volunteer for two years. Yes, exactly. But um, comparatively, you are. So it sort of balances.
0: I, I just remembered we had a wonderful um, lecture by... Um, um, a UBC prof um, John Helliwell, mm-hmm. who spoke about the happiness index around the world mm-hmm. and uh, measuring uh, GDP mm-hmm. and happiness. They don't go together. <laughs> they don't. They're almost opposite, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. So, but I do wish you a happy return to Canada. Thank you. And a good start to a new life. Remembering all those people in Cameroon that are still with you. I'm sure they'll always be. Yes. With you, definitely. So thanks for your service. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>